They can't stop thinking about him. He's hot. He's the one I think about. Sorry, into him. I believe in love, love, love. All right, episode 10, I think. I don't know. There's been three a week lately. It's very stressful. There's too much to handle. But this time, I've only got eight pages of notes, everyone. So it's not 12 like last time. It won't be as long. Len, we won't have to edit as much. I'm sorry. Thank you. Oh, my God. Okay. So this week, people that go home are, spoiler alert, Tani, Steph, and Laura. So I talked to all of them throughout this episode. And um, there is some pretty juicy shit, I think. I think the questioning went pretty well. You know, I poke some people. All right, so we start off. Holly has a second single date. We love that for Holly. She's gorgeous. You know, bless her. They're on a bushwalk. Interesting. If I rocked up and I was at, like, some national park, get away from me. Like, I hope you have your shoes with tread on. Like, what? Like, parts. I've already done. I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here. Look, at least they're out of the water. Well, they're actually in water. They go back into fucking water. So... Literally, the next line is, they get into water. <laughs> they get into water, I've put. And Holly's bikinis, this time, you know, last time she had very, not very functional, they were really hot and she looked gorgeous, but they were like this, it was like very dramatic compared to the paddleboarding. Much more functional this time, I think she might have learned a lesson. <laughs> she looks so hot. She's so gorgeous. Like, bless her. And they get in the water and like, it's really cold. Again, single dates aren't my favorite thing. We all know this. I'm just like, okay, cute, next. Like, Jimmy's nice. The girls are nice. Whatever. But they're in the water and they're visibly freezing. Like it's at this point, I reckon it's like early May, maybe like mid May, right? Do you know how, like waterfall? You know how cold waterfall water is in summer. It would be a fucking freezing. So they're like, you can see goosebumps, and they're like, oh, it's cold, isn't it? <laughs> it's fucking cold. It's very clearly like I can imagine the nipples like could cut diamonds. Like it's fucked up. Anyway, they're cuddling and they're like shivering in the water together. It's cute. But I just imagine every time I see scenes like this where the people are uncomfortable i just imagine the crew standing around in black puffers just being like with hot hands in their hands being like the runners getting coffee for everyone but like what do you guys want for lunch like just and they're like in the water this is the most romantic thing holly says like it's like we're the only two people in the world it's like i just can see like the crew all sitting around in all black puffers with like hiking boots on being like fucking hurry up all right voxy time like fucking tragic it's like cute having a good date like we all know she gets a rose they kiss like but they go to the mansion and steph says that she hopes that holly figuratively and literally takes a hike so i asked steph like what what do you mean by that why do you not like holly because the whole time she's had an issue with holly and it's like i don't know what she's done to you thus far so we asked her i think the assumption kept getting thrown out that it's like Oh, she must just be jealous. I didn't just wake up one day and choose. I hate Holly. I can't really go that far into it. And I don't want to like turn it into a just ragging on Holly fest. So back to the date. Holly is confessing her feelings, being super honest. It's cute. Like, Jimmy's so in love with her. Like, I'm just like, it's gorgeous. Like, they have, like, a little sparky spark. They get along really well. They, like, he really likes her. And it's I can, I feel like he's trying to hold back, telling her how he feels. Obviously, he's not allowed to, but it's, like, it's cute. We like it. And the single date goes for a total of, like, four minutes. Like, next, whatever. Next, it's a group date. The girls are meeting Jimmy's mum. First of all, her name's Suzanne. She's a clinical psychologist icon also why is his family so smart and successful what's going on there what the fuck just northern beaches things <laughs> okay and she calls him james isn't that so cute you know she goes you know i hope james finds something like it's just so beautiful so his mum seems like an absolute legend like she's someone that i'd want as my psychologist like she's like very reasonable and normal and nice she's wearing a beautiful blue dress i love her i'm a big fan of susan 
So, again, scared for the girls because last week his sister's a psychologist. Mum's like, imagine fucking family. Oh, my God, I'd be so scared. <laughs> Poor Jimmy's continuously overanalyzed. <laughs> he's used to this shit. That's why he's ready to go to the show. <laughs> that's, why, that's so true. Jimmy's so, oh, my God, that's so true. Uh, poor Jimmy. <laughs> Not poor Jimmy. My and sister seem lovely, but like the poor da. So, okay, first group of girls is Ash, Carly, and Holly. Carly's really liked. I mean, we love Carly. She's fucking grouse. The mum asks, completely unprovoked by producers, obviously. She just asks uh, for a heads up on who's there for the wrong reasons. Then Holly tells Jimmy's mum, says them, that one of the girls said something nasty about her. Doesn't say that she called her a cunt. She should have. I would have. I would have been like, she fucking called me a cunt. <laughs> but again, that's why I'm not in this season. <laughs> And basically, she just is just like, this girl's something quite mean about me. And, you know, I'm not sure why she's here. Basically, very diplomatic from Holly. Bless her. And then other girls have their time. Again, I don't, nothing really happens. And then it's time for Steph and Laura. So I asked Steph walking in because obviously there was the altercation with Steph calling Holly a cunt. I asked her, like, were you worried walking in? Because I'd be shitting myself. <laughs> it's funny because, um, like, in hindsight, cunt gate is such a ongoing sort of storyline in the background. But truly for me on the night that it happened, like I apologized to Holly. We had a big hug and I shared a few tears together and we moved on. And so I didn't realize watching it back that cunt gate would just keep going and going, going. Like I felt it was put to bed on the night and I'd just moved on and forgotten about it, to be honest. So no, I wasn't really <laughs> So Jimmy's mum asks Steph on a scale of zero to 100 what she feels for Jimmy, 100 being like, I would die for this person. They have my whole heart. Zero being like, don't talk to me ever again. Steph says 75. Pretty high. Babe, I don't even know if I would say I was 75 with my ex-boyfriend when I was fully in love with him. Like, I, 75? That's like, that's a lot, right? That's a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fucking stressful, though, sitting in front of Susan. Jimmy's parents, Susan, and being a clinical psychologist. I'd fucking pee my pants. I wouldn't mm. say what I'm what I'm thinking accurately at that moment, I think. I'd fucking freeze. Well, that's what she said, hey. She's like, I was really nervous. So I was talking about my ex a lot, which like is fair enough. Because I think, again, to give Steph the benefit of the doubt and to give her like some sort of like understanding, she then talks about her ex a lot. And it's shown that like she was a last relationship and he was everything she'd ever wanted. And he showed her what she wanted in a relationship. And I feel like I'm trying to think why I would have that chat and I think that I would be saying in a way that's like I've had this good relationship and I'm trying to show that I know what I want in a relationship not in like a if you were to say you'd be saying it in a way that's like listen like I had this amazing I've had good relationships before I'm not fucked up like that's kind of so I, I, it makes sense like I don't think that that is really a huge red flag and then Jimmy's mum asks you know how James <laughs> compares with Steph's ex and it's kind of like awkward silences and stuff but again like I feel like there are gaps in these conversations also side note Jimmy's mom has had three lunches like she must be so full like she was like because like, there's three girls I know that it would be like it would be like a 17 hour filming day like I swear to god it'd be fucked maybe not 17 like 12 hour shoot day right this woman's gonna be so full you can see she's like exhausted from eating a fucking spaghetti and she's like fucking hell like it's exhausting so anyway I asked Steph what actually happened in the conversation because I do do you feel like things were amplified and omitted. So Steph, what's the deal, babes? I think um 
that seems hilarious to watch back. I definitely banged on about my ex for way too long. <laughs> mm. I was super fucking nervous and I was literally just filling the room with words and I got I was like I was yeah. stuck on this train. I couldn't get off. But the thing that they really omitted from that scene was me explaining why it didn't work out with him and why I would never go back to that relationship and why Jimmery, Jimmery, who the fuck uh-huh. is Jimmery? Why Jimmy would be offering up the gaps or the holes that that relationship was missing. It seemed so stupid to say, like, I actually liked Jimmy at the time because watching it back, you're like, this girl has no fucking interest. Um, mm. But I was interested in Jimmy and I had a freaking awesome time on our single date and I was enjoying getting to know him. I probably knew towards, like, top eight end that, like, it was getting to the pointier end and it wasn't going to be me, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, you knew it wasn't going to be you or you knew that he didn't want to be you? Uh, no, I just knew it wasn't going to be me. So then Jimmy and Susan have a chat and Susan says that she loves Carly and Holly as well. And I think we saw that coming from a fucking mile away. And then she says she wonders if Steph is over her ex. And it's like, that's very, uh, yeah, good question. But I do, again, I think that like that was the only real issue that Jimmy Dumb had all day with the girls. Like the girls that are left are pretty nice. There's not really much dramas happening at the moment, you know. But Jimmy's like, the issue is with that. My sister and my cousin, if you recall from last week, also didn't think Steph was really there for Jimmy and wasn't fully invested. So now Jimmy is like having like a panic. He's like, what's going on? What's going on? I'm panicking. Like, they're not all in love with me. What? Like, uh, they're not all at 100. Like, (laughs) and I've given them nothing. Love you, Jimmy, babe. But like, come on. Like, (laughs) Carly gets extra time. Okay, next, don't really care. She's lovely. Bless her. And Carly, if you're listening, babe, it isn't because I find you boring. It's just like, I don't, there's no drama. You're nice and hot and like smart. Okay, next. Cocky party time. Now, this is where the drama happens. My nipples are getting hard thinking about it. Okay. So, Jimmy walks in. He's like, dun, 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 dun. He's on a mission to, like, find out if Steph has feelings. He's like, Steph, can I have a chat? Like, it's fucked, right? Lily's like, oh, yeah, like, Steph has said that if it doesn't work out, I'll go back to my ex. So, I asked Steph about this. And Laura also chimed in. And to be quite frank, Steph's answer was still sus. No, I don't know where this quote came from. Um, I don't actually have an ex that I would like to go back to. So, and, you know, the show's been over for however long we've been over for now. And surprise, I'm not with my ex. Um, so I don't know where that one came I definitely, oh, fuck me. I sound like my shit talking self from the show. I definitely heard that. I just don't remember saying it. Hand on heart. <laughs> I didn't oh my say God. it. <laughs> yeah. Laura, did you want to say something? Uh, yeah, so I just I had to say something because watching this back was like so confusing for me because that very night after Steph left, I was all sad and I remember Lily came up to me and was like, I've never heard Steph talk about her, like the ex that Steph was referring to, which was not the pilot, it was an accountant, wasn't it? Um, that was the Steph, the ex Steph was talking about. And Lily's like, I've never heard her talk about that ex before. And I was like, oh, cool, yeah, same. Like, I mean, she's briefly mentioned him, but then watching it back, Lily's the one that told Jimmy about it. So I was like, what? That was the same night. Like, I'm so confused. So, so it it's was... not the pilot X, it's the account, it's an yeah. accountant X. And then I said, well, you know, you have said it, babe. So did you say it as a joke or did you not say it? Because there seems to be some inconsistencies. Here was her response. Do you think that you said it as a joke, though, Steph? Like, do you think that you might have said it as like a. Because like, I used 100%. to say things like. 100%. 
Yeah. If that kind of vitriol came out of my mouth, it would have been me making what I thought was some dumb, high-level fucking intricate joke about how he's a pilot, my ex is a pilot, but it doesn't work out. I'll just go back to my ex, like, fucking. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I just, yeah, because with these things, like, this is the thing, like, with with our, our, like, dog cunt moment on my season, like, Mm. she was, it was a joke, and then she never admitted to it, and it's like, well, all you you have to do in this situation is just be like, yeah, I did say it, but it was a joke. So, do you think you said it or do you think you didn't say that you go back to your ex? I oh, probably, like, I have no recollection as I don't recall saying most things, but I probably said it in jest. Like, it sounds like something I'd say for a laugh. Tony's asked to corroborate what Lily said about Steph and, you know, she says that she thinks that Steph just tells Jimmy what she wants to hear and um, Tony tells Jimmy that. And then he also asks, you know, is there anyone else that I should be sus on? Basically, he uses different words because, again, his family are psychologists and pilots. He doesn't go, is there anyone else I should be sus on? I? He's like, is there anybody else that I should be wary of or something like that? Jimmy, get a grip. <laughs> For being eloquent, me? Fuck you. So there's a fucking cliffhanger at the ad. I literally was screaming at the TV. Basically, Tani says that Jay said, I would like to finish runner-up because I heard they do better. Which maybe I'm the reason for that. I don't want to be a narcissist, but like, who's the runner up that has done well better than the winner? I can't think of one. Like, that's so random. But to be honest, if I was a bachelor, because I was thinking about this and I had a chat with my friend about it because I was recapping for her what happened on The Bachelor. If I was a bachelorette and I'd heard one of my contestants say they'd rather come second, I would be so angry. I would send them home right away. I wouldn't, I'd be like, see ya, bye fucking see ya if you want to come second you can come fucking 12th like fuck you but then only because i was thinking about it then i was trying to analyze myself just as jimmy's mum would do and i was trying to think like what would susan say what would susan say like maybe it's just because i'm like i was hurt so much by coming second that i be like you don't understand it isn't fun to come second and also to get fucking trolled so fuck you but um that's probably some own personal issues that i have probably still need to work through okay so i asked tani though were you scared telling Jimmy this? Like, were you shitting yourself? Like, what's what's the deal? Yeah, look, the the biggest shame in that conversation is, obviously, they can't air the whole conversation in its entirety, but, like, Jimmy and I had been sat there for probably, like, 40 minutes, and we were oh, having fuck. a really, really lovely chat, um, and I sat down and prefaced. I was like, I don't want to talk about other women. I want to talk about you and I. And we had this really amazing chat, Um blah 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 and then I was like I know that you're gonna have big questions about Susan I know that you've kind of come into tonight with a lot of question marks like I'm I'm you've kind of filled my cup um I'm feeling pretty happy with the reassurance that you've given me now um because he actually gave me a rose in that conversation which doesn't go to air in the episode yeah so in the episode you see him walk away from me and I'm standing I'm actually waiting for him to come back with a rose (laughs) Oh. But it doesn't look like that. Anyways, um, I was like, I feel like I have a really great trust between the two of us. Um, if there is a hard question that you do have, I'm kind of ready. Like, you've given me enough reassurance. I'm happy to, you know, give you give you what you need. Um, and, yeah, that's when he asked um, mainly about Steph. And then he was like, you know what, I feel like there's something else um, going on here and is there anything else and I literally was like umming and ahhing had my hands in uh, my face in my hand I was stumbling over my words because I didn't want to say anything I didn't like I'm not about dragging another woman down I wasn't making anything up um, and yeah that's when I eventually said what I had heard now Jimmy gets to for a chat 
and he asked about her ex. And then they cut to a Voxy. Uh, it's like a little, like, just to explain, a Voxy is like a little into you have while you're still like on set, basically. And Steph's like in a hoodie crying suddenly in her Voxy, but they don't explain why. <laughs> like, I've asked for hoodies and fucking so many times on set, they don't give me shit. Why did she get a fucking hoodie? Like, yeah, she probably had already been sent home, but it's like they would be like, no, can you just do this fucking Voxy? There's something happening. The producers are very loose. They're loosey goosey this season. I'm fucking pissed about it. Not because, because I never got a jumper fucking cold all right so she gets really defensive and she's like crying and then like it's it's very weird it's like she's sobbing and she's fine then she's like i want to go home so i had to like ask steph like what actually happened in the conversation because it's very it's very confusing i was already crying because i was a little bit upset because i'd already said to one of the girls ash i was like i want to go tonight i was like i'm ready to leave like I'm going to bounce. And all I really wanted to say to Jimmy was like, thanks for your time. I know it's not going to be me. Like, good luck. See ya. Mm. And um, so, of course, I've said on mic, I want to leave. So about 20, 30 minutes later, Jimmy comes and grabs me and says, Steph, you want to go for a chat? I was like, right on cue, Jimothy. Mm. So we go over. I'm already a little bit upset. And um, I just wanted to say my bit, but. He had some things unbeknownst to me. He was doing his whole Cluedo thing around the mansion, talking to all the other girls. Mm. And um, so he said, well, I've got some things to say. And I said, well, go for it. You say what you need to say. And he looks at me deadpan and goes, Steph, if you're still in love with your ex, that's okay. And I was like, I was like, what the fuck? I was like, where are you getting this? And he's like, I've been talking to the other girls in the mansion and they've confirmed that you're still in love with this ex, that you talk about him all the time and all the great holidays you went on. I was like, great holidays? It's like we went to Bali once. I was like, what the fuck yeah. are you talking about? And um, then he accused me a bunch of stuff like, you know, we had to give that number to Susan and I said 75, which is on yeah. the show. He's like, well, you said 65, but that was in front of my mother. So it's probably more like 60. And I was like, that's literally not what I said. And then he just went on to accuse me of a bunch of others. And he was literally just shoving words down my mouth. And I was yeah. pretty pissy and I was just like, I, like but I just didn't understand what was going on. And um, he was like, I think you should leave. And I was like, I'm, I was already going. So see ya. I also asked Steph, because Steph said that she hadn't ever spoken about this ex. Now, it was assumed that it was the ex that was the pilot, but it turns out it was a different ex. So I asked, had you spoken about that ex then? Interesting answer. Yeah, yeah. So that's the accountant ex. I might have spoken briefly, as we all had, about past relationships, but I'm not, like, pining for this dude every day like it's made out to be, like... I don't think anyone could have even told me what his name was or his profession if you'd said, tell me about Steph's most recent ex. Everyone would have gone, who? So before we go on to the next episode, there also was something in the media that I want to talk to Steph about. And, like, usually I wouldn't do this, but I think it's, like, in poor taste. Basically, Steph had uploaded to her private Instagram. She made a second Instagram account and uploaded a photo of her and all her friends giving a cardboard cutout of Jimmy the Finger. I don't particularly like this. I think it's rude. I think it's shit. I think that knowing like how shit it is for ba- like to be the bachelor, like I'm obviously friends with a few of people that have been the bachelor or the bachelorette and it's fucking hard, man. And like you have to break people's hearts. You have to like be a dickhead and you like you're exhausted. Like it's not very fair. He didn't really do anything to her. And I think it's really unfair and immature to upload a photo giving him the finger. I mean, I said to Steph, 
you know, like I came second. I got my heart fucking broken by this man and I have never spoken a bad word about him because I respect him and I got the worst edit in the world. And I think the thing that's proved to everyone that I did care about him is that I've never spoken ill of him, but I don't have anything bad to say about him. You can't force someone to love you. So I just asked Steph what the deal was with that and the conversation was interesting. Oh, uh, yeah. It, I mean, I was just like, I'm off the show. We were just taking a stupid selfie and then someone in the group just called out, give Jimmy the finger. And we were just like, yeah. Um, I would have seen a bit of fun. All right, new episode. Steph's gone. The girls are camping, and I put this is my my notes. The girls are camping. Full stop. Sounds fun. Full stop. Fuck camping. Fuck it. Why the fuck is it the mozzies? Yeah, it's it's everything. It's the mozzies. It's, I mean, I think again, I was on. I'm not sure if I have heard, but actually, one I must have to get me out of here. So, um, <laughs> shut up, Lim. <laughs> No, 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 no. Just everyone just needs to be reminded. Uh, but I just don't enjoy it. And I think that if, again, like Matt would never do this to me. <laughs> Jimmy is so outdoorsy. I'm like, fear. Like, and we love that. Just not for me. And again, I'm not on the season. I need to stop being like, I don't want to do it. It's like, you didn't have to. It was months ago. You weren't on the season. So Jay is saying, like, I'm hearing rumors about me. So obviously there have been leaks about her saying that she would want to come second, whether or not she did. They do this random, like, group date. It's, like, a non-verbal group date. The girls have to, like, do things like leave their scent mark on Jimmy, like, hug him is to guess who it is via their smells. But, like, first of all, he definitely would know who is who because you know someone's perfume. And second of all, like, they're all different heights. Like, Carly's, like, I would say, like, five foot nine or something, and then, like, Holly's, like, five foot four. Like, they're, like, I don't really see the point of this. They're just, like, hugging. And then they have to do this thing where they look in Jimmy's eyes for two minutes. Now, we did this on my season, but ours was four minutes, and we had all the girls watch on a screen. And I remember this was, like, one of the worst episodes for me because people were abusing me for biting my lip when I was looking at Matt. They were, like, she just wants to try and get him to – even like, the girls – the girls were abusing. The girls were bitching about me, biting my lip and like trying to manipulate him through my eyes. I wish if I had that power, I would have won. Again, just a reminder to every fucking person out there. I know I'm beating a dead horse, but like if I had the power to manipulate that man via my eyes, I would have won. You wouldn't have gotten in your lip for assistance anyway. I wouldn't have brought in the backup of the lip. Anyway, the reason why I was biting my lip on that episode was because I'd gotten new plumping lip gloss and it was making my lips like tingly you know like pumping it's like tingly as shit it was it's a 401 it's very good so i was like running my lips because it was fucking felt like a bee sting anyway then i was thinking about it and i like defending myself about that in all these interviews i was like i didn't fucking bite my lip to try and get him to fuck me but what if i did fuck off like uh, get fucked anyway i was just triggered by this because i was like annoyed that everyone's giving me so much shit for biting my lip and now i'm like no in hindsight even if i was biting my lip who cares so like sh- i can't believe she's doing this in front of us well biting my lip Sorry. Okay, so Jimmy, Jimmy, <laughs> Jimmy's now. He's got his eyes looked into Jay, so he's now in his head being like, "I've heard this thing about Jay. I haven't had time to talk to her about it. It's very stressful." So they're doing this eye thing, and he's like, he literally says, "I'm trying to communicate through my eyes to Jay, but I'm not sure if he's picking up what I'm putting down." Jimmy, use your mouth, <laughs> babes. There's no way she can understand through eye contact. You saying, I've heard from Tani that you want to come run her up and you said it in hair and makeup four days ago. You know what I mean? Like, babe, just say to her, just communicate. And then nothing really happens. And Jay is like, I can feel something's different with Jimmy. It's like, I mean, what? What is this Chris Angel mind freak? Like, what are we talking about? I can feel that. Well, no, you can't. 
No, you can't. You're just anxious because you're on a fucking group date in front of everyone else. All right, cool. Then they go to like this campfire scene and they're all having like vinos and chatting and it's cute. And then Jimmy's like, I'm going to talk to Jay later because it isn't the time. It isn't the time right now to talk to Jay. And I'm like, yeah, cute. But also I want drama. I want use your mouth. Once again, use your fucking mouth, Jimmy. And they play never, they play never have I ever. It's so funny because they're all like, never have I ever had sex in public. <laughs> like, never have I ever uh, cheated on a partner. Oh, no, no, do you know what I mean? Like, whatever. And then Jimmy, <laughs> Jimmy then goes, like, he's obviously triggered. Like, Jimmy's like, never have I ever bullshitted someone in this experience. Jimmy, babe, be more subtle. Be more subtle, babe. It's weird. It's coming off weird. <laughs> He's like, never have I ever. And it's like, babe, calm down. Then he says, all right, uh, drink if you think someone here has bullshitted me. I know. Go back to communicating through your eyes style because I'm not loving this. So (laughs) he was very awkward. Like he literally was like, then Jay says, never have I ever made up a rumor in the house about a girl that wasn't true. Bitch, it gets so dramatic. I'm like, everyone calm down. How about we communicate in a normal way, not through this weird never have I ever game. And all like Holly's sitting there literally just like, I don't know what's going on. Like, because she's like next to Jimmy, I think. Tani and Jay are on the ends of like the, of the half circle. And like Jimmy's in the middle and all the girls are like, what? And Jimmy been like, oh, never have I ever said that I want to be runner up on the show. Never have I. It's like, everyone calm the fuck down. I'm also screaming at this point. I like was pissed. I was, I couldn't breathe. I was laughing so hard because I was like, this is so dramatic for no, for what? But I was thinking about like on our season, we would never do this in front of Matt. And that's not a good thing. Like we, like we'd be all way too fucking scared to bring shit up in front of Matt. And I think it just shows how like open Jimmy is and how much closer he is with the girls as a whole. I don't think that's like a Matt problem. I just think it's like maybe the way it's being produced this year is a little bit different that he's more involved with the girls. Like, cause we'd never do this. Like, and not because we'd be scared he'd be mad at us or like out of politeness. It just would be like, oh, awkward in front of Matt to bring up girls shit. Was there like more distance between you? I think so. I, I mean, I don't know how much distance there was between the girls and Jimmy, but I feel like all the things that I've seen where, for example, when he goes talks to girls when they're crying on set, there'll be a few scenes where he goes and girls are crying in like the makeup room or something and he'll go and talk to them or like, and it's like, that would never happen with Matt. Again, not because Matt didn't want to because Matt was completely separate from us and I think it's nicer seeing this and seeing that the girls aren't scared to talk about drama in the house in front of Jimmy. Obviously, it's a weird situation, but I like I think it's it's not a good moment, but it's like I like that Jimmy has at least they feel more comfortable around Jimmy than we did around Matt. And not not Matt's fault. Like, I adore Matt, but just, you know. So Jay's like, I'm shocked that no one admitted that they made out the rumor. And it's like, babe, even if someone did, no one's going to drink to that. Like, never have I ever made up a romantic girl in the, in the mansion. Oh, my God, me. Oh my god, that's so crazy, Jay. I've done that. Like, what, babe, girls, you're not you're not getting to your point. You're just being passive aggressive again. You're communicating through your eyes. Stop doing that. This group date really backfired. Osha, bad idea. So I asked Tani and Laura, was this campfire actually that tense, or like, what was the deal? Oh my god, that scene was fucked. Can I just say, when those questions were put out to the group, and it's like dramatic music and everyone staring at me yeah that never happened oh so oh, that so just point blank didn't happen it wasn't that Sorry? tense it wasn't that no, tense. I was just gonna not. ask is it no. That- no it was a bit like you could hear crickets also at this point tani 
there's a voiceover or something where Tani says, I think Jay is here for the wrong reasons. And I, as we know, I hate that. So I asked Tani, why did you think Jay was there? She explained the situation. So I didn't say that. Like, I actually would love to clear that up. So when I, and it's going back to the conversation that I had with Jimmy, I was like, I have nothing against the girl. The girl is lovely. She is amazing. Like, she's a sweet girl. I've got nothing against her. I was never like, oh, Jay's here for the wrong reasons because it's such like a polarizing statement and it's so like every single reality TV show, it's like that's the that's the headline of it. And it wasn't like that. It was just more like the ball's in your court. You need to make an informed decision. Here's all the information. You've asked me a very direct question and I've answered it. So if you want to give her the benefit of the doubt, which he did, and, the, and I said to him, if you want to give her the benefit of the doubt, that's fine because it's your relationship. It's none of my business. But these are the things that you don't know about and I feel like you deserve to know. Jay and Jimmy go on a walk. It's like a single date. They go horse riding, whatever. It's cute. Jimmy asks Jay about what was said and Jay says she's never said it. And it's hard because, like, there were so many times that Matt confronted me on my season and I was like, that just isn't the case. But I was never – the thing is, I was never quoted. It wasn't like it was like, I've heard you say this. It's like some girls have a feeling that you don't – it was like weird shit. I think that's why Matt was easily like, oh, it's weird. But being quoted is different. And she says she never said it. She's like, I never said it. And I think I can imagine that being said as a joke – or as like banter or like because the thing is some crew did say to me during the season to make me feel better not as like some like malicious thing to be like look if you come second I think like top three or top four they're like if you come second like they do the best anyway and that's kind of like a like a throwaway comment that crew often say because it actually is kind of true like if you do come second your career usually takes off more because people feel sorry for you like <laughs> like and again, that isn't like a hard and fast rule, but it is rhetoric that's said around the mansion. So I can see it being said as a throwaway comment or as like a joke or that conversation being ha- happening. But my issue with the J thing, and I love my J. We know this. Loved it. My issue is, it's like Steph just being like, I never said it, any of that. I would be like, is that something I could have said? I remember saying it. Is it something that I could have said? Yes. Have I heard that rhetoric around the mansion? Yeah. Could I have participated in it? Yeah. Do I do I want to come second? Fuck no. Like, I care about you and this is that. And I feel like Jimmy is reasonable and he'd be like, yeah, that's fine. Thank you for telling me. It's like it's like the Monique thing when she denied saying dog can't. Matt would have kept her if she was like, I said it, it was a joke. Abby's overreacting. I probably would have gone home. But instead, lying, just a rule for life. This is like not even like a bachelor thing. Like, if you've done something or you could have done something and your friend or your partner confronts you about it, just be like, yeah, I did it, but I didn't mean it in that way because very rarely are you being malicious, like when you fuck up. People fuck up, you know, just admit it. So Jimmy's like, I believe her that she didn't say it at all. Then they're walking back into the bush cocktail party. First of all, my nightmare. (laughs) Outdoors. Imagine the mozzie rings everywhere. The smell. Oh, my God, having to cover yourself in rid before you get And you're like, oh, girls, have you got the rid hair and makeup? Like, fuck that. And Jimmy asks Tani to not bring it up tonight, like to not talk about it. Now, I feel like – so there was some discourse on Twitter about this and people were saying, like, it's unfair. He was, like, trying to silence her and she's her own woman. And, like, and like I agree with that side of it totally. I, I was kind of like, Jimmy, she can talk about it if she wants to. So I get that. 
But as we know, Tiny went home that night. So I have a feeling he was asking her to not do that because he knew he was sending her home and there wasn't a point to make everyone uncomfortable and to cause more drama. You know what I mean? Like, obviously, but the thing is, Jay doesn't know this. Jay's just like, no, fuck that, which I get as well. But it's like, when you look at it in hindsight, it's like, he probably just was like, I'm sending, there's no point. I'm sending her home. Like, just, you have a rose, just fucking. And honestly, I think if I were Jay, I would probably, I want to say that I'd probably just wait till the next day because there would be a rose ceremony. I'd be like, I'll see if she's going home. She's the only one without a single date at this point. She's probably going home. Like, I'd just leave it. But I mean, again, I don't think it's bad that she said anything. So, in the show, the claim is that during hair and makeup, Jay said that she would like to come runner-up because they do the best. And I'm like, I actually can see that happening because hair and makeup is like a safe space and like therapy. And Tani's like, no, you definitely said it. And I feel like at this point, I'm like, Tani probably is right. Do I think it's the end of the world that Jay said it? No. Do I really care that Jay said it? No. Like, can I imagine it happening in a lighthearted way out of context? Yes. But I do think it's it's silly of Jay to not admit it straight up. Okay, so Rose so many times. The final two are Jay and Tani. Tiny goes home. Tragic. We liked Tiny. I asked Tiny basically, do you think you were sent home because of the Jay thing or do you think it was just because there was no connection? And she gave me a pretty interesting answer. Two things that didn't go to air. I had a conversation with Jimmy after that confrontation and he did tell me, he was like, you've got nothing to worry about. Um, I know that you're extremely genuine, blah, blah, blah. But I think that he walked away from that conversation and he reflected on it and he was like, you know what? She's going to go back into the mansion. This is going to hang over her head. This is going to be a really toxic environment for her. I've got so much respect for the girl. And we we did. that. That's the foundation that we had. We had such an amazing friendship um, and we still do. So I think that he just kind of wanted, I was just a sacrificial lamb. He was like, I'm going to get this girl out of the mansion because at the end of the day, She's a great friend to me. She's not my end girl though. And I'm going to I'm gonna have her leave now. Um, because when I didn't get a rose and I walked up and I gave him a hug, he actually held on to me and he wouldn't let me go. And he we had a very brief chat. Um, and one of the things that he did say, he was like, I need you to know that this has absolutely nothing with what has happened between Jay and yourself tonight. I need you to know that. All right, the final episode for the week. Jesus Christ, the trios are exhausting. Thanks, Channel 10. I love the content, but, God, it's hard to do recaps in three episodes. They're doing a fucking triathlon. Again, the bushwalking, the hiking, the camping, the triathlon. She must be a fit woman to bring him fit babies into this life. (laughs) She has to have wide hips and climb a mountain. Cool. So, me, all right, me, all right, cool. Yeah. No, okay. So, basically, what they have to do is it's like a track, there's like a fun triathlon. It's like on water. Those blow up like obstacle courses on water. Super fun. Have them at Coolum. <laughs> me, flexing Coolum in Queensland. But they have to like get to certain points and they have to get red flags. And when they get a red flag, it's a race. When they get the red flag, Osha asks them a question. It's like a multiple choice. If their answer aligns with Jimmy's, they get a five second advantage. Everyone else has to pause and they can keep running. If they get it wrong, they have to stay still for five seconds and there are other weird rules. Whatever. That's a basic idea. So, like, something happens, whatever, and then eventually Jay gets the red flag and she's coming first. She gets it right and she goes, okay, well, you've got a five-second advantage. Run. (laughs) Okay. And she's like, oh, can I give my advantage to Ash, who was coming, who was just behind her? And there was, like, this, like, drama about it. Like, it was, like... Like, on Twitter, everyone was like, wow, she's doing a really good job proving that she wants to be there for Jimmy. 
calm down. Jimmy's like angrily paddleboarding. He's like, why isn't she want to spend time with me? It's like she does, babe. But I reckon she and I can imagine. I can imagine doing this. I don't think I would do it. I can imagine if it had made out like the girls in the house don't like you the day before. You'd be like, I need to show that I'm like a nice person and that I like do have friends in here because she's it's her best friend is Ash and also. You know, you'd be like, I don't know, like, I, I just want to make sure that everyone's happy and no one's mad at me as well. Like, I don't know. I, I don't know. It's, it's, all a bit, it's all a bit fucked. But uh, I actually asked Laura what the deal was with this and how the girls felt about it in the house. And she gave me a pretty good answer. Thanks, Laura. Um, so I think it definitely was a mountain out of a molehill. I, um, as someone that was there, I was kind of like, yeah, very dramatic. Obviously, nothing else exciting happened that episode. So let's make this a thing. But Jay was so far ahead. Like, she was smashing it. And she was like, I feel bad. I'm such an athlete. I'm just going to give it to Ash. And I think Ash had actually done her a bit of a favour at a previous cocktail party. So this would be out of context. But um, I think, like, she kind of let Jay talk to him first or something and then they ran out of time or something. So Jay was kind of like, oh, I owe Ash one. Like, and that kind of didn't get shown. But but that was one part of it as well. I also noticed that, again, the discourse on Twitter about this is like Jay doesn't care about Jimmy. She gives zero fucks. You know, she isn't trying hard enough. But then again, I hate to bring it up again, but on my season, when I would try really hard to get time with Matt, I was manipulative, too competitive, and there for the wrong reasons, there to just win. When Jay doesn't try hard enough, she's lazy, doesn't care about Jimmy, and also there for the wrong reasons. So it seems that it's just whoever gets the most airtime is there for the wrong reasons, right? Like Jay is like trying to do the nice thing. I was trying to get time with Matt. Both of us are there for the wrong reasons. Don't get it. Just seems you're all way into hate women, to be honest. Okay. So then Jay keeps winning. She has to choose someone to restart with her. She chooses Laura because, and Laura admits, she's like, oh, it's because I'm like losing the race. Like there's no way I'm going to catch up to them. And also, it didn't ended up not really mattering, apparently, about the five-second advantage because... The five-second advantage, it, it got made into this big thing, like, oh, well, Ash won because of it. No, Ash won by, like, 20 seconds. Like, she won by a oh, lot. Really? Like, the five-second advantage wouldn't have actually made all that much difference in the end. So, Ash gets some extra time. She's, like, you know, with Jimmy. And... And it's the thing. I think Jay is being kind of reasonable. She's like, I was I was trying to be a good friend and I'm confident in my connection and I don't think an hour here or there would make a difference. Like, and I think that's fair. Like, an hour with someone, if you've had a single date the day before and you've gotten a rose the day before, you kind of like, and you've kissed him the day before, you'd kind of be like, I don't think this will make a difference. Now, the girls seem to disagree and I understand why as well, but it's like, logically, if you're on a date with someone and it goes from 7pm to 10pm versus 7pm to 11pm, an hour doesn't make a fucking difference. Sorry. They either like you or they don't. So I get why, but also I would try and get as much time as possible with Jimmy. James. Okay, single date time. It's with Carly. Like, okay. Love her. Again, love her. No drama. But there is something funny that happens. They're doing tattoos on each other, like little like stick-on ones, like drawing tattoos on each other. And they design it together. Oh, like my passion is my family. Oh, like, okay, whatever. We get it. You have a family. Like, we could have a dad. Like, can't relate. <laughs> Jimmy puts his tattoo on Carly's shoulder and she puts it on his chest. Like, cute, naughty, what it's like, on, on your heart. And it is... <laughs> He is trying so hard to not get hard. Like his face, like because they're like they're like straddling. Also, keep in mind we're like two and a half months in. 
He's just kissing people. He's kissing everyone. You can almost see like a bead of sweat down his. He's trying. It looks like he's trying to dissociate so that he won't get hard. Like, because she's like there, like breathing next to his neck. Like, and it's hot. Like, it's hot. And he's just like, yeah, nah. Yeah, no, yeah, it's good. So good. So good. It's like he. I mean, you should have just let yourself go, babe. I mean, hearing about this has turned me on. All right. Yeah, it was hot. It was fucking hot. But, you know, he didn't get. I mean, he could have gotten hard. We didn't see. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what happened. I know. All right. So the cocktail party is on, right? And Jay is like, oh, fuck. I'm starting to shit myself. Like, I haven't spoken to him. Like, Carly's come back with a rose and like a silly little tattoo. Like, Ash has a rose. There's only like, I think, are there like seven of them left or something? I don't know. There's a handful of them left. She's like, fuck. And it's like, yeah, now you regret it. Tragic, babe. But also, I don't think she's being malicious in her, in her little strategy. And then she goes to take Jimmy away because she still has the key to the business lounge, remember? So she goes to take him away to the business lounge, talk to him. And then it's so funny. So funny. Osha comes in. He's like, Jimmy, I need you to come with me right now. And all the the girls are like, oh, my God. They're like, oh, my God, it seems so urgent. Like I've never heard Osha like that. As though Osha's just been told something, as though it hasn't been in the fucking plan, literally from, like, casting that this is going to happen. Like, oh, my God, Osha seems so panicked. Like, I've never heard him so panicked before. Like, Osha's, like, stressed out. Like, what's happening? Something's just happened. And it's like, no, it hasn't. This has been planned. Like, everyone calm down. Like, they're like, something's wrong. Anyway, Brooke is back. I forgot she existed. Did you forget she existed? Yeah, completely. Like, I was like, oh, fuck. Brooke is back. And Brooke suddenly is getting a villain edit. So she was like, yeah, it's really random. Like, it's like, I don't really get it. But we find out that they've been talking when she's been gone, which is nice. I've had some phone calls and I think some some texting, she says, which is nice. And she's like, I feel really, like, certain about this connection. Like, we haven't had physical time together, but we've had a lot of time talking, which is nice. And then she says... She's, uh, she says she, she's walking in. She says to Jimmy, oh, should I have my battle and sword ready like for, to go back in? Because the girls know she's back. And I'm like, a medieval queen. <laughs> and now she, <laughs> like, babe, we get it. You like medieval times. We get it. She's like, should my sword? It's like, babe, your costume isn't on. Your sword isn't available at the ready. It isn't at your hip dolls. But then she says to camera, this is so weird, in her boxes, she goes, she says something like, you know, I really feel like, no, I can't say, I can't laugh when I say it. She says that she feels like her grandparents died to give her the power to come back and be the new Brooke. That's fucking weird. That is fucking weird. Okay, rest in peace to her grandparents and awful, awful, awful. When Carmel died, I wasn't like, wow. Carmel's death has brought me the strength. Uh, wonderful. Too woo-woo for me. Like, very, way too Very, woo-woo. very woo-woo. Very medieval vibes. You know, but what can we expect from Brooke? A medieval queen. So keep in mind, early in the episodes, everyone, everyone is pissed at Jay for not being there for Jimmy. Now everyone on Twitter is pissed at her for being there for Jimmy. Proving you cannot win. So... Everyone's like, she's too competitive now. And it's like, but you literally all had to go at Jay for not being competitive before. You're all nuts. You're all you're all just dying to be mad at someone on TV. That's all it is. Get a group. But the only way that you can be likable is to be like Carly and just kind of be under the radar and like be nice. And I'm not saying that there's like a strategy from Carly, but it's like she's nice, doesn't get much airtime. Everyone's like, she's so mature and nice. And it's like, mm, like people that get airtime, people that are talking about dramatic shit. And maybe Carly is like CBF with it all. I don't know. I'm just like, I, I mean, again, I love Carly, but I'm like, 
stop getting mad at these girls. Also, an episode ago, you all loved Jay. And when Brooke left, you were all devo that she was leaving. Like, what? I'm over it. So then she comes back in. The girl's like, oh, shit. Oh, fuck. And then she goes and talks to Jimmy one-on-one. And it's just, it's not good, Lem. It's not good. She's like, I'm so glad to be back. He's like, I'm so glad you're back. Like, he obviously really likes her. Oh, sorry. So when she rocked up, he was like, oh, I'm so excited to give you a hug finally. And she goes, oh, my God, what about my kiss? And he's like, <laughs> Jimmy literally just like, you know how Jimmy does that? He's like, <laughs> and she's like, ah. and he's like, because yeah. remember Jimmy told, did Jimmy tell us, he told us this or if I, he told me this, but I know that Jimmy has said that he made it a rule to not kiss a cocktail. He said it on the podcast, right? Yeah, yeah, I think so. The yeah. first the first episode of this. Yeah, he said he made it a rule to not kiss at cocky parties. So, like, he probably just like, no, also he hasn't seen you for a few weeks. He's like, oh, fuck. Anyway, he doesn't kiss her. And then they go and have a chat and she again, he's like, you know, I really I had a really great time, you know, and she's like, I'm so glad to be back. You know, it's been awful, but at least I'm back now. And he gives her a rose while she's there. And she goes, he goes, will you accept this rose? And she goes, only if you give me a big fat kiss. If this was Bachelorette and there was a man being like, I'll only get, if you give me a kiss, I'd be like, Ugh, see ya. And I was like, Ugh, like, babe, like, just like, he said no to you once earlier on the night. He's saying no, he likes you. He's giving you a rose. You'll get a single date next week. Like, it, like you'll kiss him next week. Just like, let, like, the man is stressed. He's tired. Like, uh, anyway, it's really awkward. And she comes up to the girls. They obviously have – I don't show their kiss, but they obviously have kissed because her lipstick is, like, on her chin and, like, whatever. And then Laura says <laughs> – Laura says, you all read everything. You're like communist Russia because she was wearing a red dress, red earrings, red rose, and her lipstick was everywhere. And she's like, you're like fucking communist Russia. Hilarious. Hilarious. And Brooke then just says, yeah, I actually have the next single date. Yeah. Which, like, I'd be stoked about as well. Like, And it's the final single date before Hometowns. Dun, dun, and there's, like, seven of them. So they're all like, what's going on? What's going on? Lily can't handle it. Lily is breaking down. Hit the microphone because she's breaking down that much. Like, sobbing. And I just would like to tell everyone a nice little story. It is scary when you think you've only, when you've only had one single day and you're about to go into hometowns thinking that, no, you haven't had two. Because in my season, when we had our last group date, Ellie won that time. We all tried to have a coup to leave. We didn't actually try, but we were like crying, being like, she's obviously won, there's no point, blah, 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 blah. The next day, we're all around the mansion and we were told to all get choose an outfit for the next day that was like to build furniture in or something like that, right? Because you're told the day before you went to what you meant to wear the next day. And usually if you have a single date, you're told the night before. But we were just told it was a group date again. So I was like, oh my God, I'm not getting a second single date. I'm going home. There's no point. Also, at this point, we're two and a half months in. I'm a bit unhinged. We'd gotten our fresh spray tans on a Sunday night, as we always did. I was crying so much that night on the couch that I like you'll notice on my last single day I'm wearing a high neck top because I was crying so sobbing on the couch naked because we're all staring at our tans naked Ellen is next to me and I was sobbing my face was dripping I had drip marks on my chest and my titties from crying so hard thinking that I wasn't gonna get a single date and wasn't gonna get to hometowns 
So I understand Lily's breakdown. Like, like it seems dramatic, but like I'm like, babe, fucking been there. You're like, wow, all my chances are gone. I'm not going to hometowns. What's the point? He hates me. And then anyway, the next day Matt came to get me for my single date. We had a really good day. <laughs> dramatic. Anyway, Lily is crying like in the bathrooms, and it really looks like a primary school bathroom. I don't know what's going on. And it's like a demandable or something, but she's it's really weird. Like, where's the mansion? It's like a gate or not. Like, you know, there's like iron gates like at the beach toilets. What the fuck? Where are you? Are you a Bondi? Like, you need the lifeguard towel. Anyway, and he goes and talks to her, and he's like, because she's crying, like comforts her. And I'm like, again, how is he allowed to talk to these girls and they're crying? Like, it's good. It's great. Like, it's that's what should be happening. But Matt literally was did not have the power to sneak in. And I think it's good. And I think that's why as well they're awful comfortable around him because he's just like, hey, like, are you okay? Comforts her, whatever. Very ceremony. Laura goes home. Tragic. But I decided to ask Laura as one final question. Were you upset that he kept you around for a couple of extra weeks? Because to be honest, I would be. Yeah. I think I, I am disappointed I didn't just walk away at that moment because um, it ended up looking a little bit, I guess, tragic that I only kind of got kept around a little bit longer. And it was, I, I made it very clear. I sort of said to him at the formal when he gave me that initial rose, I was like, you know, is there still room? Like, I know you have strong connections. I'm not stupid. And he said, absolutely. So he convinced me and he reassured me again at that single day, even after like he came into that room, gave me a hug. I, was like, I really want you here. And I was like, oh, do you? Because <laughs> yeah, obviously two weeks later that, you know, someone had to go. I realized that. And when Brooke came back, I knew straight away I was gone. Anyway, guys, uh, that's the end of the recap. See you next week. God, we're at the pointy end, as I like to say on the show. Pointy end of the journey. Uh, we'll see who wins. I think next week should be hometown. So, fucking hell, some family drama. Fingers crossed. See you then. It's a lot, isn't it? Isn't it? Isn't it? Isn't it? Isn't it?